Hello and welcome to the Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we continue in our review of Stanley's War. It's March of 1945, and this is the Silver King's busiest month in every way. And this episode will be our homage to the Silver King's March of 1945, during which he wrote 10 letters, flew 13 missions, and watched his fellow aviators work through a total of 39 missions from A-72 north of Paris. As faithful followers of our hero, the Silver King, you may recall one of his most famous letters, which he wrote in early March from the French Riviera, where he was on R&R in Caen. Over six descriptive pages, Stanley related to his family the luxury of a life gazing from his hotel room and balcony on to the Mediterranean. Over 10 days from March 2nd to the 12th, Stanley spent what may have been the most exciting stretch of days in his war. And when he returned to A-72 on March 12th, of course, he shared the news of his letdown, but also four pages devoted to new memories. And in mid-March, on the 15th, he had a five-letter day from home as he was piling up the missions, relating, I've got three more. And on March 20th, he had two more missions and was the group duty officer. By March 21st, he had received his third Oakleaf cluster. And on the 28th, he described four or five more missions, and he was so exhausted that he couldn't keep the number exactly. Stanley's March missions included going up twice on the 13th and 25th of the month. And when he wasn't sleeping and flying, he was writing, relating that, yes, he had finally received his silver bars and was very much a veteran in his unit now. Stanley's veteran status included the wonder he was experiencing now that he was back from Khan and realized that he was in love with a married woman who lived in Paris. In building the Silver King's War podcast series, one of the very important things I did was go over the history of Stanley's unit a number of times to understand more about the ebb and flow of his war, the number of missions each month, and the targets, of course. The work that Stanley and his guys did in March of 1945 is why we're devoting this episode to those days. As I read to you from the history of March 1945, the 597th Bombardment Squadron history for March is seven pages. And of course it begins. 
597th Bombardment Squadron, 397th Bombardment Group Station A-72, France, 20 April, 1945. Subject. Historical report of the 597th Bombardment Squadron for the month of March, 1945. 2. Historical Section, 9th Bomber Command, APO 140, U.S. Army, through the 397th Bombardment Group, APO 140, U.S. Army. Number 1. During the month of March, the unit continued to be based at A-72 near Peroni, France. An extensive program of mud control and improvement of living sites was completed. The erection of a large recreation building climaxed several weeks of work, during which most of the squadron sections built semi-permanent buildings to replace the tents from which they had been operating. Item 2. Several inspections were made in the squadron during the month. On March 12th, an administrative inspection was made by the Group Administrative Inspector, Major F. Black. On March 22nd, a tactical inspection was made by Captain Hickson. And on March 22nd, a technical inspection was made by Lieutenant Merriweather. Item 3. The number of combat missions stepped up considerably, and in the latter half of the period, visual sightings were being made. The number of excellent results obtained speak well for the combat crews. The type of targets continued to be mostly railroad bridges, marshalling yards, and communication centers. A summary of the missions for the month is as follows. The Silver King's work began on 2 March in the afternoon, and the crews were Berger, Gardner, Ellinghouse, Ellis, Frank, and Crouch and their target was the Sinzig Railroad Bridge. Stanley left for Khan after that afternoon mission, and when he returned, he began flying again on 13 March, and that was a day he went up twice. First in the morning, the crews were Chambers, Ellinghouse, Coriel, Stout, Ellis, Surface, Frank, Pittman, Laforte, and George. Their target was the Westerberg Marshalling Yard, and in the afternoon the crews were George Ellinghouse, Gravatt, Gallagher, Ellis, Surface, Pittman, Terwilliger, Laforte, and Coriel. The target was the Frankfurt Rhine Main Airfield. Stanley went up the next day, 14 March, and the crews were Hurley, Stout, Chambers, Lloyd, Frank, and Gallagher. The target was the Niedermarsberg Railroad Bridge. On 16 March, Stanley flew with his crew. The pilot was Overby. The total crews included Frank, Hurley, Gravatt, Pittman, Overby, Lloyd, Chambers, and Emerson. And their target was Niederschild Railroad Bridge. And this was the second half of the month when the target results were excellent. Stanley flew again on 18 March. In the morning, the crews were Stout, Berger, George, Overby, Chambers, Gallagher, Lloyd, Pittman, Coriel, with a target of the Worms Marshalling Yard, with excellent results. And again, he was up on 19 March in the afternoon, 
where the crews were Lorry, Brundage, Coriel, Stout, Leverton, Gardner, Crouch, Emerson, Gallagher, and Pittman, with a target of the Barman Marshalling Yard. Stanley went up again on 22 March in the morning. The crews were Overby, Gardner, Lloyd, Terwilliger, Yearney, Pittman, Frank, Stout, and Surface, with a target of the A-House Communication Center and an excellent result. Stanley flew again on 24 March in the afternoon. The crews were Ellis, Lloyd, Gravatt, and Frank. The target was the Volthe Railroad Bridge with an excellent result. And the next day, 25 March, the King went up in the morning, and the crews were George, Berger, Chambers, Coriel, Hurley, LaForce, Surface, Overby, Eney, and Gardner the target of the Limburg marshalling yard, and a superior result. Stanley went for a second mission that day in the afternoon, where the crews were Leverton, Pittman, Lloyd, Brundage, Coriel, Gravatt, Hurley, Laurie, Lafort, and the target was the Freeburg marshalling yard, with a superior rating. Stanley flew the next day as well, 26 March, and the crews were Leverton, Frank, Chambers, Ellis, Stout, and Surface. The target was the Fleeton Marshalling Yard, and an excellent result. And the King's last mission in March was 30 March, where the crews were Berger, Gardner, Emerson, Overby, and Yearney, and the target was the Eberhausen Oil Depot. Item 4 in the March Summary following the listing of all the missions, read, The following named officers and enlisted men were killed in action or missing in action. 26 February, killed in action. 2nd Lieutenant John T. Poshner. 2nd Lieutenant John W. Redding. Sergeant Robert J. Curran. Sergeant William F. Pearson. Sergeant Edward L. Moore. Sergeant Francis W. Bordley. 13 March, missing in action. First Lieutenant Fred W. Ellinghouse. First Lieutenant Porter C. Branch. Second Lieutenant Wallace DeShane. Second Lieutenant Robert F. Finlayson. Second Lieutenant Keith C. Reed. Staff Sergeant Benjamin J. Anderson. Staff Sergeant Benny Vivona. And Sergeant Thomas W. Bevan. 26 March, missing in action. Second Lieutenant Henry E. Rhodes. Flight Officer Albert H. Brewer, Jr. Flight Officer Norman A. Gulmet. Sergeant James T. Boyle. Sergeant Frank J. Miller. Sergeant Ralph T. Scandiff. Item 5. The following awards were received by members of the squadron. Purple Heart, under General Order Number 33, 5 March, 1945, Headquarters of the 9th Bomb Division, Major Raymond J. Berger and First Lieutenant John J. Cotter. And under General Orders Number 14, on 3 March, 1945, the Headquarters of the 39th Field Hospital, First Lieutenant Vernon S. Doherty. The Bronze Star, under General Orders Number 41, 21 March 1945, from the headquarters of the 9th Bomber Division, 
Master Sergeant Myron F. Ledesky. Air medals and oak leaf clusters under General Orders Number 31. 2 March 1945, Headquarters of the 9th Bomber Division. General Order Number 35 on 8 March 1945 from the Headquarters of the 9th Bomber Division. General Order Number 39, 16 March 1945, the Headquarters of the 9th Bomber Division. And General Order Number 43, 23 March 1945 from the Headquarters of the 9th Bomber Division. A third star for Northern France to the ETO Battle Ribbon for Squadron. Letter ETO USA AG 200.6 Operation GA 30 March 1945. Item 6. 54 enlisted men and 11 officers received promotions. Item 7. During the month, 25 enlisted men, 19 officers, and 3 flight officers joined the unit, and 11 enlisted men and 16 officers departed. On 31 March, the total squadron strength was 92 officers and flight officers and 345 enlisted men. Item 8. The usual training schedules were conducted for the new combat crews. Prepared by and signed. William A. McCarran, First Lieutenant, Air Corps, Assistant Intelligence Officer, APO-140, Station A-72, France. With every reading of the names of the men who were killed in action or missing in action, I think a lot about what their families were experiencing throughout the war. And imagine that many of those men were writing letters home as well. And I hope that their families realized how hard they were working and what it all meant. And as we conclude March of 1945 in our review of Stanley's War, you are listening to The Silver King's War. 